Hello everyone and welcome to season three, episode four of the What The Fuck Is Going On podcast. This episode is about the effects um, social media has on girls and women's self-confidence. Moving the conversation along from a time where top models were being blamed for the mass wave of low self-esteem young girls were displaying. And what better way to have a guest that looks gorgeous for a living? Fashion model, Nyasha Matozonier whose peers are the likes of Chanel Iman and Jordan Don. We are so honoured to have you shed light on this important topic. But before we get into the social media aspect of the conversation, we want to know how you got into modelling and why you stopped modelling at the peak of your career. It's my turn of day, like you did really well. <laughs> ah, no, I was practising yeah. beforehand and I still got it wrong. Oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay. My turn of day. My name is butchered so much. It's my turn and... Sorry, can you repeat the first question for me? Yeah. No worries at all. Um, So how you got into modelling and um, why you stopped modelling at the peak of your career? Um, How I got into modelling was me and my mum watching America's Next Top Model. And honestly, my mum was the one that thought I could do it. I was hella awkward. I didn't look like a model in my eyes. I was super... I was not the attractive. I was goofy. I was awkward. I was everything that you'd... I didn't think a model would be but my mum saw something in me that I didn't see myself when I was 14 so she encouraged me to go see some agencies because even though I didn't see it in myself I've always wanted to travel and I lived in Northampton which was a shithole so (laughs) I wanted to get out and I saw that as a ticket to leave so I, I basically just went to Elite and a bunch of other Elite was the one that they won a contract from on America's Next Top Model. So I just listened to what they were competing for and I aimed for Elite, but my mum was like, just in case, let's see six others. So we roamed the streets of London going to, from agency to agency and every single one said yes. And me not knowing much about the industry or me my me and my mum not knowing much about the industry, we just chose Elite because America's Next Top Model said Elite. <laughs> And um, yeah, that's how it all started at 14 years old. I was like, okay, here we go. And why I left at the peak, um, I don't, you know, it's not so much, it's, hindsight is twenty twenty. I feel like, because I didn't know it was the peak. I was, I sort of left because I was tired. I was run down. I was struggling with my weight. I was borderline eating disorder because I was really being, you know, I started at 14. I hadn't hit puberty. When I hit puberty, my hips started filling up. Started looking like a woman. And my, yeah, the requirements for modeling is pretty much a size six and I couldn't hit that size six even if I was trying, um, if if I was just being healthy. Like it wasn't healthy for me to be that anymore. I kind of grown out of that shape. And it wasn't healthy for my mental to starve myself any longer. I'd done everything I possibly could do. It was sort of encouraged for me to take restrictive measures, which is unattainable. So I, and I was in New York living alone at 17, feeling very lonely with very, no one to talk to basically. And I think had I known, I probably would have just asked for help and assistance. Like my mum was there, but my mum's a strong woman who came from Zimbabwe and she never complained. So I felt like I had no right. So my natural response was to just leave it because I was like, if it's this difficult and I'm feeling this unhappy, then I really shouldn't do it. 
and it's only now that I'm older I realise I did it at a time that it was a peak time for me but back then I was just thinking shit this isn't working so I've got to go um so wow. yeah that's how I left and yeah in hindsight I was at my peak but I wasn't thinking about that I was just thinking about the fact that I'd starved myself for 10 days to get a campaign and then you know obviously you gain the weight back times too and your agency is still putting pressure on you to maintain something that you can't do anymore and I thought yeah. no I can't do this I can't do this anymore I'm tired I'm alone I'm probably the lowest I've ever been mentally and physically so I need to this is not good for my health anymore it's not good for me so I ran I left <laughs> I was like fuck this I'm not doing it you're not gonna kill me because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how dramatic it was in my head like had I just spoken to someone about what I was going through had I just called a, you know a dietitian or had some kind of conversation with other models that may well have been going through this same people opened up that dialogue and had a team of people that probably supported me in how to go about navigating that industry because I wasn't the first model to struggle with weight I definitely wouldn't be the last so I think a lot of it was just lack of communication and a, a lack of support as a young 14, 15 year old, I moved to New York. I was living alone from the age of 15 in New York. And I moved back when I was 19. So mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was quite, it was the isolation and just not knowing who to go, like call about these issues I was having with my body image. And also just whether it was normal for an agent to be telling me that I shouldn't be eating, um, food and I should be eating an apple a day or a boiled egg or whatever the crazy diets were back then and that was I, mean, that I was gonna ask you I was like um sorry I was just really interested to hear your story but um so literally when you would go to these shows or when you would go to these auditions they would uh, would they literally tell you that listen you are I don't know size I don't know eight right now you need to be six or you're not allowed to eat like were those the kind of instructions no, yeah it was okay. never like that like the client would never do that it was your agent's job to tell you why you were like they get they're the ones that speak directly with the client so they get the feedback so obviously the seasons before I'd been really skinny and obviously you come back from like Christmas or whatever because that's when February fashion week starts to get ready or couture and you're like, you can't fit into the clothes. So that the agency sends you out thinking that you still look the same way. So the client will say, no, she's not fitting in the clothes how we want her to. She's not the right look or whatever they'll say to the, um, to your agent. And he's the one that gives you that news that this is, um, this is why the clients are not booking you. And mine was consistent. It was like, she can't fit into the clothes. And obviously I can see I can't fit into the clothes because I'm trying the clothes on. They're just not getting past my, <laughs> oh. my hips. I'm like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that it didn't need to be said because I could see it, but it also was said to me by my agency. It's so weird because in hindsight, you would think that, you know, being a model, it is so great for your confidence. Like I'm in your mind, you're thinking, oh, you know, if I was a supermodel, I'd be, you know, this confident. But it sounds like it kind of hindered your confidence. Absolutely. And in this social media era, like I feel like this 
I'm part of the issue in, in the sense that I put a depiction that this is what beauty is and they, you can attain this. And people don't realise that a lot of us are struggling to attain it. Like the image that you see is something that is unattainable for even us. So it's like what people's definition of beauty, which everyone knows is unattainable, is still being pressed onto women, which is just so stupid because we all know it's unattainable, but we think because we keep seeing it and that's what beauty is for the you know high fashion brands then that's what we all need to look like five five foot eleven and a size six and that's just not true because a lot of us models are killing ourselves trying to attain something that is unrealistic and a lot of our pictures are photoshopped so we don't even look we ourselves don't look like that (laughs) so it's it's just it's just insane because I'm always looked at as someone else. Oh, you're so beautiful. Like what could be, that? you can't possibly have body issues, but you'll find a lot of models are the most insecure because our job is based surrounded by people critiquing every nook and cranny. Like from the tip of your hair, you, I can't change my hair without telling my agent. I'm not in control of my body. Like if I make changes to my face, I have to tell somebody like you can't, I don't don't think, I know it's crazy, I don't think you should model until you are at a place in your life. I don't think there should be an age. I think it should be, if you are a confident person that is thick-skinned, that's what I think a model, that's the criteria I think should be for models. A woman that is, or man, thick-skinned and confident, that isn't going to be shaken if a person comes toward them and says your hips are too big or your skin is too light or too dark or too many freckles or whatever the critique is on your face because that's that's the type of um uh that's what you need to be prepared for wow i mean i was i was gonna talk about how obviously um, models were blamed you know I mean, still blamed till now um, for mm-hmm. people's self-confidence and get, linking that to eating disorders and like, uh, yeah, things like that. But I kind of feel like the conversation now has kind of changed and no one's really putting their finger on it. That social media is now having such a big impact. I mean, you did mention before, you said about the editing and um, pictures and stuff, filters, mm-hmm. Snapchat filters. Do you think that that is now even worse than, you know, before models were being blamed because they were all size sixes? Yeah, I think it's a really, I love this question because a lot of it is to do with what we see in the media. A lot of it is to do with what, is is selling point um and i personally feel like models are just a part of the bigger picture so we don't have a say in any of the imagery we're not in charge of how we look how we're dressed how we are you know so it in that sense i don't really think it's i think it it should be the the blame should be on the people that make the decision that this is the definition this is who should be representing these brands 
we just happened to win this genetic lottery and look like this. And I've now been thrown into this industry that seems to think that this is great. But we're not sitting here being like, this is what young girls should attain to look like. No model walks into a room and says, I'm the most beautiful and every woman should look like me. That is just given to us by the job nature of our job. So it's, it's quite hard to say who should be blamed. But what I do think is the fact that the industry photoshops and things and takes things that are natural on women's bodies, like stretch marks, scars, and things that are absolutely normal and makes them disappear. That is, that's ridiculous. I think that is the problem. I think things like that are the problem because they give people unrealistic. Everyone has discoloration. Everyone has scars. Everyone has things on their body and no one has smooth skin. We all get spots. Everyone does. And I think if we sat in a room with models and we sat in a room, we mixed just regular working women with models. You realize we look more alike than you think. The only reason you think it's different is because we're shown differently. They don't show my stretch marks when I do a bikini shoot. And that's why young girls think that that's what they should look like because they should show my stretch marks. I want them to because that's what I look like. Are you saying that my stretch marks are not beautiful? Like things, or if I'm a bit more curvier and I've got a, I get bloated after a meal because everyone does. If I'm doing a bikini shoot and I've got a bit of a belly, which in moderation people are like, oh, what belly? But I feel like I have a belly after I've had my food. They're going to Photoshop it flatter. They're going to Photoshop things that are, are on me that they don't particularly like. And that's not, I'm not there for that. I don't have any control of what they take out or what they add. So I think what the conversation should really be around, if you are going to use Photoshop, at least notify people that this has been Photoshopped. Mm-hmm. I think that it means- should be some kind of disclaimer i know this sounds crazy because i photoshop i use facetune as well i use all of the apps that everybody uses because that's what sells that's what people want to see and it's almost like normalized if you don't like if your instagram is not a certain way or it doesn't look visually appealing then people don't really want to see it especially if you're a model because that's your job to make people want to look like you or whatever, be a trendsetter, whatever. I don't, I, I don't really understand it. But why I face June is because I know that that's what's going to make people want to click on the picture or like the picture. Because if I have a big, up, big spot on my forehead, which I have right now, people are going to be like, oh my God, look at that spot. They're not going <laughs> you know, like, to... But the thing is, like, are people going to say that or do we think people are going to say that? That's my, we, that's my worry. Are, I think we all think that's what people are going to say. So as people that have been built in this um, era or or time where, you know, flaws are, then no one wants them. No one wants to show them. 
Instagram is a highlight reel. Nobody wants to show the real thing. There are people there that I follow that really do that. And they're, they're the people that are most loved because they're brave in this society. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us just want to hide from that because we don't want people to... We're not prepared for the criticism. We don't like those things about ourselves, so we cover them up. So imagine putting those things out there to be criticised because you understand that people are going to have an opinion on you regardless. So why not just show part of me that's edited and looks flawless because at least I can have that feeling of it's flawless and if they're critiquing it it's because it's something with them or whatever I don't know but I think it's also like a sort of like a guard that you use to say well if I don't show all of me on social media then no one's going to no one's going to really see the real me. No one's really, it's not really that personal because no one's really, no one really knows that I've got stretch marks or I've this, that and the fourth. And the, the people that do are the ones that matter, I suppose. I don't know. I can't really say, but why people don't or why models and um, my industry don't show those things because to me, they're beautiful. They're authentic. And I would prefer they did. But in and however, I can't ignore the fact that they don't. And I'm also someone that don't don't put doesn't do it myself personally because I'm afraid of the criticism I'll get. So because yes. of the fact that I've been in this industry that doesn't like that. So I think maybe that means there's something really wrong with it. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. <laughs> Which is also quite sad within itself. Like I remember there was, um, I I was um, I messaged Sam and Lola a few weeks back because I had to record this thing for work, and um, I'd just been so used to using Snapchat filters that I didn't even notice that me recording yeah. myself without a filter, I was freaking out. I just it took me <laughs> something that was just, something that should have taken me like a, a minute to record. I ended yeah. up spending four hours, I kid you not, recording this thing. And I just remember Stop feeling to myself like, how silly is this? Like, I'm upset about how my face naturally looks. How ridiculous am I? And it just reminded me of um, another thing I saw on social media. One of the girls that I follow, she's quite yeah. young. Um, she... Um, she had this thing and she said like, oh, um, is this a main Instagram photo or a, or a story Instagram photo? So she had put a poll up on her story to yeah. get people to tell her whether she should post the what? picture on Instagram or not. And I just no. felt sick to my stomach. I was like, what is this? This is where we've gotten to. We've gotten to the place where we can't even post the picture that we liked without getting pre-approval Second before guesses. posting it. Yeah. It's crazy because I've been that person. I literally, like, in the game of fashion and keeping up appearances, I think of Miss Bucket. <laughs> like, that's what I, I feel like the industry is, what social media is, is just showing the good bits. <sighs> and we're so preoccupied with, like, being the best versions of ourselves on there that it's really difficult to be your authentic self because you're so used to just being, like, best, 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 best. I've been, you know... I, I, I'm when I'm on set and I'm doing my job and I have a face on and I have hair on and everything is done that's when I want to be on my Instagram but let me show you the, the me that when I work, wake up and I'm getting braver and braver I'm 26 now like there's a part of me that just doesn't care anymore but 
you do have a sense of, oh, <laughs> what are people going to say? Because I did yeah. that. I did show my face when I didn't have makeup and my hair was crazy. Like, you know, when you take out your braids, like I really was looking crazy. <laughs> like just after you've taken out your braids and you don't have any, I was in my dressing gown. I was like, you know what? Let me just show people what I look like. And the response was like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Because, and I don't know if it's because I always just show the best side of me or if it's because genuinely people don't want to see that. Mm. You, it's really hard to tell, but it's no shock to me that this industry or social media has become this big influence on young girls on imagery because how you are raised and what you see is very important. If I saw Beyonce natural all the time, I think I would probably be natural all the time because that is the person that you look to because she looks more like you than anyone that I've ever when I was growing up, I didn't see people with natural hair. I saw people done up and we wigs on and all of it. I didn't even know it was a wig. I thought black people had hair like that, to be honest. I, thought, I didn't know that that was a wig when Jamelia, when I was coming up, it was Jamelia the singer. She was the one I was like, all my friends were like, you look like Jamelia. And I, I wanted to look like that, but my hair was never going to be that straight. So it, 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 just depends. <laughs> it just depends on your like. Yeah. Um, my question that I had, um, yeah. I'm going to turn about quickly, okay. but the question I had is that, you know, we're saying social media definitely has made the issue a lot worse, but I think we need to address that this issue has been there from the beginning of times because we all have African mothers. And as you said, your mom, you know, wants to get, you know, she gets stressed when she's at home. My mom, I know specifically because she gave birth to three girls. When we were young, we always had to look perfect, especially mm -hmm. when we're going to church and everything. We always mm -hmm. have to look a certain way. Even now, um, yeah, she's always like, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to do that. And I know it's coming from a place of love, but mm -hmm. I like, I, I was just like, mom, even if I want to be fat, that should be okay. But to her head, she's not really understanding that because, mm -hmm. you know, African mother, my child has to be skinny. And I remember <laughs> that when I was, you know, I was really young. I think I was like 16, 17. I grew mm -hmm. up and I grew up fast. And um, the girls know that I have stretch marks on my back because I just grew up the way I grew up. I don't know what happened. I just sprung up and I have like stretch marks in my back. I remember one male family member, um, one mm -hmm. time I went swimming, said to my mom, it was literally like, what is wrong with Segi? I thought only pregnant women had stretch marks. Uh, and this is coming from a guy who's like 50 okay. years old and who was saying that to me and my mom and, and everything. And I was like, that is so, till this day, I don't wear yeah. anything that shows my back. Are you I don't till this day I don't but it's mm. just like and at that point and now I know why I like I understand that you know that was a terrible thing to say and I know now that I'll never speak to my children like that I'll never speak to any child like that but mm. we need to also address that this has been going on since I don't know Jesus worked on that uh, walked on the mm. earth that women have always been you know there's so much pressure on a woman to look perfect yeah. him saying that and it's, saying like you know she looks weird she doesn't look like do you get what I mean but yeah, yeah. I think that it's foundational because it is generational you've got to think like there are women now that are raising their children to believe that it's not the appearance that's important, it's the mind mm -hmm. and it's education. Like, it, it depends on what the focus was in your household as well. But 
outside world has an influence because as much as we are taught at home and charity begins at home, it's also what we met with when we leave our homes. So if your mum was like this, which all African from I don't I don't know if all African mums were like this, but I know my mum was constantly like, you need to look good, you need to dress nice. When we were going to church, like the fixation on beauty was more on me than it was ever was on my brother. And it's just something that's hereditary. Like that's just something that's been passed on from her mum and that she's or she pays attention to her looks and they're just going through what they were taught. So I think it's just embedded in women to have this obsession over beauty because of not just society, but from generation to generation, that's what we've been taught. That's what we, how we've been raised. And being in Zimbabwean, you know, my mum broke the narrative that a woman stays at home and bears children. Like she was raised luckily by my grandparents that were very like you do what you want and you be independent but for her to actually break out and be a single mum that didn't remarry and just um there's so many pressures as a female mm-hmm. and beauty is one of them so then add things like this that are foundational and then bring them to social media where you have people that have been raised like this to come onto a platform like that it's just going to perpetuate all your insecurities. That's all it's going to do because everything that you ever were taught is what's shown on social media. It's us women showing our best sides, looking our best. And that's what you think that it doesn't show you're intelligent unless you choose. It only shows images. So if all the images that you see is beauty, then it's your all your insecurities come to light. That girl's got bigger hips than me. That girl's got bigger boobs than me. Um, she's got a you know rounder face. I want a more you know chiseled jaw, a straighter nose. You're com- it's a platform for you to compare yourself to everybody else and really look at yourself and go I don't like this this and this if you're not strong enough if you're not happy with your skin if you're not in a place where you feel comfortable in your body it's the place you go to literally (laughs) annihilate your body image if you're not in a place where you can go you know what she looks like that but she looks banging and that's good for her but it's not good for me Mm. like God gave me this body and that's what it is like and we just need to like really one thing I've on, on my twenty fifth birthday, one thing I really was like, I'm gonna try and learn was that mm-hmm. you know my confidence should not come from when you know my you know what I think I look like. Like I'm always like, Oh, when I look nice, yeah, that's when I feel mm-hmm. good. No, even if I look like a piece of shit, like a hood, yeah. I should be I should have confidence. I should be happy in my skin. I should be happy yeah. in my beauty. And this is something that I'm really like, you know, I'm really trying to even I'm not saying that but because to this day, if even mm-hmm. when I look at you, I'm like, oh my God, the state of me. But I need I really, really need to learn that. And all you know aspects of my life I am beautiful and I should Mm -hmm. like embrace that and it's just uh like and Eve like as you know a big big age 25 last week uh, like you know just weird comments (laughs) yeah Yeah. thank you (laughs) (laughs) 25 
Yeah, you know, yeah. somebody commented, not somebody, you know, family member, someone was like, oh, you know, Seki's stomach is getting really big. She's added weight. Like, you know, you know, do you understand? Someone said that to me last week and I was like, and I was sad for a full day. I had to get myself out of it. I was like, you are a grown woman. You should not feel sad about this. No. If, if your stomach is big, that is fine. That, you yeah. know, embrace your big yeah. stomach. They want big stomach and they cannot have big stomach. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's doing well. Yeah, you're hurting. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, skinny people. Let me tell you something. You're looking at me like, okay, I'm a size eight to ten, to ten, right? Hmm. You're looking at me like, oh, I'm the best. Like that's what you want to look like. That's what you want to attain to be like. Guess what? I'm starving myself. Hmm. My health is in shit. You'll live longer than me because I. You don't know what I'm going through to look like. Hmm. Like it's it's such a I have to say this, you've got to love your body because just because someone is skinnier than you or is smaller than you or is your goals doesn't mean they're actually really your goals because you, you're just seeing the picture. You really don't know like what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And it might look so nice and like, I, on my, you'll never know that I am having a bad day because I would never show you that. All you're going to see is me on a Vogue cover and think I've got it made. But you don't know that I'm not talking to my, you know, family members. You don't know that I'm struggling with money. You don't know that I'm struggling with my identity. You don't know that I'm not eating because I'm stressed or, you know, I'm going through health issues. My whole entire career, which is 10 years now, I've had people in my family members like, oh, you eat that. Oh, you eat this. Like, and I get it because it's like, okay, people don't know how... It actually probably this reveals it because a lot of it is aunties being mm-hmm. like, "How do you remain skinny but you eat?" Because <laughs> we we don't really have the information given to us of as to how you really go about having a slim figure. Because growing up where I come from, being slim is not is you you look at like you're actually not that attractive. Like being curvy is more praise. So it's like if you're slim, you're you're actually kind of I don't know if you Samantha, am I right in saying like Zimbabwe, we we kinda ex, being a, a curvy woman is probably more sexy than being a slim woman. Yeah, definitely like big hair yeah. small yeah. Like exactly. your mum, like and if you see Nyasha's mum and see her, like they're complete like polar opposites. Yeah. So it's like that is what I thought sexy was when I was growing up so me being in this industry that's like um yeah being slim is what's attractive culturally doesn't go well because I go to certain like I'll go to my grandma's house and she'll be like why are you not eating you need to eat finish your whole plate that's how I grew up but then like being a model there's aunties that have grown up in England they're like you shouldn't be eating that. I don't know who gave them the the hit. I just don't the know. Authority, people, right? The authority, right? I don't know, but because this actually irks me. This annoys me. And I don't want to cuss out anyone's auntie but <laughs> or uncle. But you have no business. Like, focus on yourself. And it's usually the ones that are the worst looking. That yep. are not even paying Honestly, the auntie was so fat and she's telling you to go away. It makes no sense. Can you make sense? Like, can you mind your business? Can you honestly mind your business? 
I just think that they're channeling their. Do you know what a lot of um, yeah. African um, adults do is that they kind of just channel the kind of things that happened to them when they were younger yeah. and just repeat yeah. a toxic cycle when it's really not that necessary and it's really you really don't have to do that. Like I, I even find myself um, every now and again like when mom would be like, oh that girl's put on me, I'd be like, oh mom, don't say that. Remember, like just so that she can understand that there are feelings involved when you say it's that and as much as you, you think it's a joke but you know you have to remember that these people have feelings and if you can tell that they put on weight most likely they can tell that themselves has put on weight so by you telling them it's not going to really benefit them is it's it not. Yeah. it's only going to hurt something that they already know it's really good what i think what i think is a big highlight on that is a lot of it is just learned behavior they don't necessarily really think about it because that's just how the communication it is in the culture like in the community so you don't really it's up to us like now knowing what we know yeah. growing up how we're growing up to be like that's a bit insensitive because we've been exposed to social media in that level of criticism upon ourselves so you really try your best to like be like no you don't need to be like that because even with my mum I realized her self-image I was got great curves like my mom to me my mom's gorgeous but i see her and she's big she she said she says she's like she's been fat her whole life that's what she says but for me it's like having been around women with eating disorders that are skinny i would rather be fat and happy because just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy like a lot of the skinny girls that I've been around are super unhealthy and my mum's healthy we go to the gym together we run together she's literally like toe-to-toe -to -toe with me with everything that I do and I've spent most of my quarantine just being like mum but you understand that just because the the BMI standard for people says this that and forth doesn't mean that this is exactly because at the end of the day BMI doesn't account for your health. It doesn't look at how you can you run, can you jog, can you keep up when you're doing like body pump or body attack, things like that. It's with, within yourself. Do you feel healthy? Do, are you having health? Are you struggling to breathe? Just because you're size 16 or size 18, size 20 doesn't necessarily mean that you have those health implications. And that's something that I'm more like careful to say because this image of a size six a size six is struggling to breathe a size six can barely put on her clothes because she's starving a size six is stuck throwing up her food a size six is eating an apple a day because she can't she, she she can't eat she, she has a bad relationship with food is that what you really want girls to be like is that what you really want women to be like and i'm not saying there's no size sixes that are healthy, that is their natural body. But I'm not talking about that. I want people to be aware that no matter what size or shape you are, it doesn't mean you're healthy. And that's what really should be shown. But we don't show that. We show, we, uh, um, we grow up in a, my mum's mum told, told my mum that she needed to look this way. My mum told me I need to look this way. Your mum tells you, your uncle tells you, people tell you what you need to look like. No, you need to tell yourself what you need to look like. It's you that should determine it. But we're in a society where as long as you're female, people are going to define what you're, you should look like, exactly. you know, and, and clearly it's, it's, it's messed up because if, if the person that we should be attaining is a Kardashian, doesn't that just represent how we should not be listening to anything that anyone says? Because 
if the reason why this is my, my thing social media everyone that you follow that has millions of followers looks very 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 fake and they are and very artificial so what you're telling me is for me to be defined as beautiful i have to chop up my my boobs and put big ones i have to chop up my bum and add hips i have to look take a rib out or two lip fillers like all these white women trying to look like black women yet we're not beautiful i don't that 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 part where it's like Mm -hmm. cornrows are not beautiful until the kardashians do it Big bums not beautiful until Kardashians do it. The standard of beauty was not created by for us. I was gonna say something actually regarding that. With in light of Black Lives Matter and um, Black History Month coming up, do you feel mm-hmm. like as a black woman you've struggled in the modeling industry? Because when I was growing up, I mean, I saw like Tyra Banks, but like you would never mm-hmm. see like black women in a magazine together it always be like one or the other so do you feel like you've had to compete with other black girls and when within that is there a different type of like black that they like because i know there's a time where the industry was just getting like the sudanese kind of dark girls Mm -hmm. and then like there was a time that you were your kind of black girl was trending and then there was Mm -hmm. a time where mixed race girls were trending do you feel like that they make you guys compete with one another with one another yeah absolutely because we do it that's just the way society is so just imagine put that in an industry where men tech a majority of the people that are designers majority are men majority are gay men majority are white gay men mm-hmm. um i can't i'm not surprised that this is what beauty is to them it's white yes thank you skinny it's um boyish features rather than it being curvy and i'm not saying that being a gay white man means you don't find curvy beautiful but i just it just makes me wonder why that is why anorexic kind of flat-chested no no curves was the thing why that was even okay why that was even allowed in this industry because I feel like if more women and black women and white white and black should go together but it should be very much equal and if that was the case then we wouldn't just have one I was that one token girl for a point I knew that if I got a job then that meant the other Um, black girl didn't get it and that was just something that was known and I'm not competitive either so I struggled with that when I would go to a casting and they're like we're not booking black girls this season um what is that like (laughs) what is that for 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 you to come up in a society that defines beauty and who defines beauty nobody really knows who sets the standards but we just know that they're there Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more I guess what I'm trying to say is the industry I've come up in has a weird definition of what beauty is and although I'm a part of it it's very much white it's very much um, one black person at a time one trend like you just said Samantha it's one season it's um, Alec Quirk, another season it's a Joan Smalls or Jordan Dunn type black. It's 
it's really trend. And I don't know anywhere else where it would be a trend where black is a trend. Like it's something that can just go away. Um, and yeah, because of that structure, like you see it, we compete with one another even outside of the industry. So just imagine that being your bread and butter and a way to make money. So yeah, you would feel like you're competing because there's not room, there wasn't enough room when I was starting. It's better now. It's not enough, but it's better now. I don't know if you saw the recent Versace runway. They had not just black girls, but they had plus size girls. They had size 12. They had size 14. They had different, a different, but that's taken what? I've been in this industry 10 years, and this is the first time they're having a black plus size woman on the runway. Hmm. Crazy. Crazy. First time. So um industry needs to be more diverse we need more black designers basically and which is the same for every you know sector of life <laughs> as like in journalism and everything we just need more of our own people at the top to really you know affect change define you know beauty is defined by the people that that, that start these companies the people mm. that say this is what i want my brand who i want to represent my brand so if those people are white and they're men they're going to go for what they think is attractive. Um, and that's just what that is. So if you don't employ any black people, you think you can have any black models? Indeed. No. And they've decided not to employ any black models because that's not what they want for their images. It's only now that people are saying something about it. So yes, on the one hand, social media has its like terrible sides where it's making women more insecure than ever and young girls especially more insecure than ever but on the other hand it's really showing out the things that are wrong with the world and the the industries that we're in and it's giving people a voice to speak out on things that aren't right because let i have had instagram when i was starting um in 2011 and i was at a chanel casting and i saw the poster that said they're not doing black girls this season and I took a picture of that. You don't think that shit would go viral? Yeah. But no, that was just allowed. It's been allowed for so long because nobody said anything. But now they can't do shit like that. That's why they're doing... Um, that, that's why they're inclusive. That's why they're diversifying. That's why they're adding more black or different kinds of black because they're realising that if they don't follow suit, people are going to know. They're not doing it because they want that. They're doing because they don't want people to criticize and they want people to buy their stuff. Yeah. It's about money. This is a money game. And I don't care why you're doing it, to be honest, as long as you're doing it. Because when I was coming up, it wasn't being done. For me to have a Louis Vuitton campaign or even be on the cover of Vogue, what? That, that was, and, and, and they photoshopped my face that my, I didn't even recognize myself in that Louis Vuitton ad. I know it's me, but I didn't look like me. Wow. And I'm 16 thinking, wow, this is a monumental thing, but it's bittersweet because that's not my nose. Oh, wow. That's, that's not my face. That's not how I look. Like, but you're working with the biggest photographer, you're working with the biggest makeup artist, you're working with the biggest stylist. So you're going to sit there and say, look, I'm unhappy with this great opportunity that you've given me, which is a first, because you photoshopped my face. Like, you can't say shit like that, but there are girls out there that do now. 
because they can and that's what's setting things apart that's what social media should really be for because if we don't say these things people are going to think that we're very models are just very happy with their image and they just walk around confident and thinking like everything is good but no a lot of models are struggling with body image a lot of models are struggling with insecurities just like most women because not only do i have uncles and aunties like you that are like hey she got stretch marks because i do <laughs> i grew up really quickly too and I, I i yeah i've got stretch marks all over my bum um but they're photoshopped out which is why it's important i talk to you guys and say look you may not see it but it's there don't attain for that. Don't attain to look like me. Don't attain because you don't know what I went through to look like that. Um, um, lastly, I just wanted to ask you before we round up because, um, yeah. I mean, this episode has been absolutely amazing. I think when you have a daughter, mm -hmm. would you A, encourage her to do modeling, to follow suit? And would you allow her to have social media? I would, but I think I'm going... I'm going to have to raise her and give her all the confidence that I was not given to prepare her for what the world has to give back if she gives herself or, or, or shows herself in that light under that magnifying glass because social media is brutal. And it, well, in it terms depends. of modelling, would you let her model? I would, but I think I would be a lot After more... After everything you've gone through? Absolutely, because I think the only reason why there's not a single job out here that you can do that doesn't have its challenges. Mm. And the only advice I have for people that do anything is have a group of people, mentorship, have a community of people that help you get through things, whatever you're doing. That's all you need, a community. Because to get through life, that's really the most important thing. And after everything I've been through, yes, because I can give her that. I can give her that community. I can give her, if she were to struggle with weight, I can show her who to go to. If she was being stressed out with a manager I could or an agent, I could show her what to do in those situations. She will probably the best, be the best <laughs> model out there because she'll have all the tools to prepare herself for, for what the industry has because that's something i never got i've basically made all the mistakes so if she decides or he decides that's what he wants to do i can give him the tools and in terms of social media i've definitely like it by the time our, our kids don't think like that we it's us that struggle to be honest because they're raised in this this is all they know let's be honest i, I was looking at my cousin she's what eight she didn't have social media, but she's on the phone <laughs> all the time, just looking at games and things of that nature. So it's about preparing the younger generation and kids on how to cope in this world, because no matter what industry, I guess I'll say, no matter what industry you're in, it's never going to be, there's no easy way of doing it. Um, that is a great way to round this up I mean you've been amazing we've literally just learned so much about your industry I didn't even know this much about models to be honest if I'm being really honest so yeah thank you so oh, much I'm glad I could such educate. a pleasure thank you for having me
Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, Sagi, do you want to round it up because you're the best at this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is me again, the official rounder-upper. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to What The Fuck Is Going On. And yes, we are back again with another banger. And thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a lovely and blessed week. And remember to be kind to yourself. And as you're being kind to yourself, remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> And what the fuck is going on? Uh, remember, our DMs are always open for any questions, inquiries, or for anything that you need, or just gossip because we like to gossip as well. So thank you guys <laughs> so much, and see you in the next two weeks. Can I get a bye-bye? bye bye? Bye.